Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This discussion is going to be on Alma chapter 38, and uh, this is Alma's commandments to his son Shiblon. This is one of the other missionaries that went with Alma and, and uh, his fellow missionaries to the Zoramites. And so Shiblon is going to have his father tell him a few things here. So let's look at this one. Verse 1, My son, give ear to my words, for I say unto you, even as I said unto Helaman, that inasmuch as ye shall keep the commandments of God, ye shall prosper in the land, and inasmuch as ye will not keep the commandments of God, ye shall be cut off from his presence. And now, my son, I trust that I shall have great joy in you because of your steadiness and your faithfulness unto God, for as ye have, command, have commenced in your youth to look to the Lord your God, even so I hope that you will continue in keeping his commandments, for blessed is he that endureth to the end. Isn't it great to have kids that follow the commandments? Verse 3, I say unto you, my son, that I have had great joy in thee already because of thy faithfulness and thy diligence and thy patience and thy long suffering among the people of the Zoramites. President Benson said, Praise your children more than you correct them. Praise them for even their smallest achievement. Encourage your children to come to you for counsel with their problems and questions by listening to them every day. Discuss with them some important matters, such, such important matters as dating, sex, and other matters affecting their growth and development, and do it early enough so they will not obtain information from questionable sources. Verse 4, For I know that thou wast in bonds, yea, and I also know that thou wast stoned for the word's sake, and thou didst bear all these things with patience, because the Lord was with thee, and now thou knowest that the Lord did deliver thee. And now, my son Shiblon, I would that ye should remember, that as much as ye shall put your trust in God, even so shall ye be delivered out of your trials, and your troubles, and your afflictions, and ye shall be lifted up at the last day. This is similar to what uh, Alma told Helaman as well. John Taylor said, There is not a man upon the earth that has put his trust in God. I do not care what part of the world he has been in, but what can say that he delivered him. I know that has been the case with me, emphatically so. I have been satisfied when in foreign lands and in strange countries where I had no access but to the Almighty, that he was on my side, and I know that he has answered my prayers. Verse 6, Now, my son, I would that I, I would... I would not that ye should think that I know these things of myself, but it is the Spirit of God which is in me, which maketh these things known unto me. Again, this is similar to what he said to Helaman. All things whatsoever God in his infinite wisdom has seen fit and proper to reveal to us, while we are dwelling in mortality in regard to our mortal bodies, are revealed to us in the abstract and independent of affinity of this mortal tabernacle, but are revealed to our spirits precisely as though we had no bodies at all. And those revelations which will save our spirits will save our bodies. And that was by Joseph Smith. Verse 6, uh, continuing verse 6, For if I had not been born of God, I should not have known these things. But behold, the Lord in his great mercy sent his angel to declare unto me that I must stop the work of destruction among his people. Yea, and I have seen an angel face to face, and he spake with me. And his voice was as thunder, and it shook the whole earth. And it came to pass that I was three days and three nights in the most bitter pain and anguish of soul. And never until I did cry unto our cry out unto the Lord Jesus Christ for mercy, did I receive a remission of my sins. But behold, I did cry unto him, and I did find peace to my soul. So this is the same story that he's recounting to his son Shiblon that he recounted to Helaman also. 
Verse 9, And now, my son, I have told you this, that ye may learn wisdom, that ye may learn of me, that there is no other way or means whereby man can be saved, only in and through Christ. Behold, he is the life and the light of the world. Behold, he is the word of truth and righteousness. And now, as ye have begun to teach the word, even so I would that ye should continue to teach, and I would that ye would be diligent and temperate in all things. What does it mean to be temperate? The temperance spoken of here is that of restraint and moderation, particularly in that which we say and teach. For example, it is unwise to use stories, quotations, or information that we, can, we cannot verify. Temperance is especially important if the story is of sensational nature or involves someone of high standing in the church. Wise teachers will confine themselves to that which they understand or, th or that for which they are reliable witnesses. Exaggerations, stretching of the truth, and embellished stories and quotations bring no dignity to the gospel or to the teacher. Indeed, such practices are offensive to the spirit. <clears throat> and that was by Millet McConkie. Verse 11, see that ye are not lifted up unto pride, yea, see that ye do not boast in your own wisdom, nor of your much strength. <clears throat> Use boldness, but not overbearance, and also see that ye bridle all your passions. President Kimball said, sometimes we forget that it is better to risk a little ruffling in the relationship of a friend than it is to deprive them of eternal life by leaving them silent. Besides, our missionaries generally follow the counsel of the Book of Mormon, use boldness, but not overbearance. President Packer said, a bridle is used to guide, to direct. Our passion is to be controlled, but not controlled by extermination, as with a plague of insects, not controlled by eradication, as with a disease. It is to be controlled as electricity is controlled to generate power and life. When lawfully used, the power of procreation will bless and it will sanctify. Elder McConkie said, The Lord has placed in our bodies certain passions and certain appetites. Perhaps the strongest of these deal with what we call the sex urges. Now, if we walk in an unbridled manner after the way of the world and are immoral and lascivious and unclean, then we are reveling in the basest sort of carnal existence. But if, on the other hand, we have the strength of character and the fortitude and ability to stand up like men and bridle our passions and control our lusts, and use the sex urges in the manner in which the Lord has ordained that they should be used, which is wholesome and pure and right. If we walk without any form of sex immorality, then we are rising above the animal plane and we are walking in the realm of spiritual things. Truman Madsen said, what is a bridle for? To kill, to diminish, or even to limit the spirit and power of the steed? Never. Once you have trained your pony, you can direct him with the merest nudge. Eventually, you can give him his head and ride free, bareback, like the wind. We are given our bodies and our emotions not to destroy, but to ride. The bridle warns you that to get excited without listening to the voice of the spirit, the rider will bring a complaint. Hey, wait for me. When the body is susceptible to the spirit, it can always catch up to the spirit, but I defy anyone to get the spirit in harmony with a runaway body. Continuing verse 12, that ye may be filled with love, bridling our passions fills us with love. See that ye refrain from idleness. Do not pray as the Zoramites do, for ye have seen that they pray to be heard of men and to be praised for their wisdom. Do not say, O God, I thank thee that we are better than our brethren, but rather say, O Lord, forgive, us, forgive my unworthiness, and remember my brethren in mercy, yea, acknowledge your unworthiness before God at all times. Though there are those sins which of necessity must be confessed to the appropriate ecclesiastical officer, the instruction of Shiblon, a man of righteousness, falls in the category of petty faults which, with which the judges in Israel need not be troubled. 
forgiveness may need to be sought from the uh, from the offended party and always from God to whom all that is unrighteous or improper is an offense. Verse 15, and may the, that was from Millet McConkie. Verse 15, and may the Lord bless your soul and receive you at the last day into his kingdom to sit down in peace. Now go, my son, and teach the word unto this people. Be sober, my son. Farewell. So that's the end of uh, Alma chapter 37. Again, good advice. Uh, remember to bridle all your passions. Those are some things uh, that he told Shiblon. This I bear testimony of the truthfulness of the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.